Say, I'm born of God. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. Say, I'm anointed of God. Say, I am the righteousness of God. The greater one lives in me. Say, I'm born of God. Say, I have received the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is at work in me. The power of God is at work in me. Christ has become unto me wisdom, sanctification, redemption, righteousness. Say, Jesus Christ is my life. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. Say, I'm anointed of Him. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. So I'm starting a series today on how to decode the leading of the Spirit. So how to decode. Amen. I'm going to trust God not to be too fast. And however, I'm not going to be so, you know, I'm not going to compile the message in one. So I'll try my best to ensure that I stay within the confines of the time that the protocol people and the ministers have given me. So I'm going to stay within the time. But however, we're going to ensure that we get it. So it's going to span for a couple of weeks, okay? I started a series on Thursday on holiness, holiness. So I'm going to continue the same holiness tomorrow on the podcast, Tuesday, and hopefully we we'll continue again on Thursday. So on what is holiness, how to be holy, or if there's anything like that, okay? So we we'll look at that, all right? What is holiness? But today we're looking on how to decode the leading of the Spirit, or decoding the leading of the Spirit, or better still, how to follow the leading of the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Amen. Are you ready? So, so it is very important, okay? It is also very important that every one of us, if you have your Bibles here, that you open your Bible. Now, if you don't have your Bible, you can also, I mean, our media team are going to be helping you by projecting the Bible verses, okay? But if you don't have a Bible, uh, these days, it's not difficult to get a Bible. You can download Bibles, okay? You can download on your phone. It's free. I have a Bible version. I have a Bible app on my phone that has all kinds of versions. So you can easily access that. But if you need an hard copy, you can also contact me so that we can see how we can make that available for you. If you want an hard copy, because sometimes it's good to read, you know, directly from the books, okay? From the hard copy. So now, so very important. I, I, I said this always. That the scripture is our evidence. Somebody say the scripture. I can't hear say the scriptures is our evidence. So what do I mean? I mean that scripture is our proof. So proof for something. So we check in the scripture. We check it. Is the, does the scripture support this? Then we take it. If the scripture does not support it, we zero it. Somebody say zero. So word no more. Say word no more. It means that if it is not word, okay, if it's not contained within the confines of the scriptures, we zero it. Amen. So Ezekiel 36. Father, in the name of Jesus, we yield our minds, our eyes, our spot, our body to you this morning in the name of Jesus. I fill our heart afresh with the revelation knowledge of your son. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel and chapter 36. So Ezekiel is in the Old Testament. Don't start from the back. Ezekiel is, Ezekiel 36, we start our reading from, hallelujah, from uh, 24. So Ezekiel 36, 24. He said, for I will take from you. So he said, for I will take, so for I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. 25. That's exactly where I'm going. He says, then I will sprinkle clean water. Now, look at that again. Please follow closely. He said, I will. So God is saying, he will. So he did not say, you will do that. He said, he will. So what is he going to do? He said, I will sprinkle clean water on you. So he said, I will sprinkle clean water on you. Now, by sprinkling clean water here, we are not saying that God is going to take water, you know, Ragolis water, or Eva water, or Bodomi water. And begin to, you know, some people are very ridiculous about these things. So that way, ah, we must sprinkle water. So they just take water and begin to sprinkle everybody water. No. The way God is going to sprinkle the water, we are going to see it, okay? So he says this, he said, I will what? Now look at that. He is the one making the promise. So he said he will. 
So, and if God is promising you, okay, be rest assured because he's the one that is saying it. He will do it. So look at it. He said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. So I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. So what did he see? This is very interesting. I, I feel a little giddy in my spirit as I'm reading this. So he's saying this. Listen, he said, I will clean you. I will sprinkle clean water and you will be clean. <laughs> Amen. So he's saying it. So he's, just imagine that he's giving you the assurance. He said, I will sprinkle clean water and you will be clean. If there's nothing you want to do about it. If you go to him, okay, he will sprinkle clean water and you will, you cannot leave his cleaning process and you think you are still dirty. So you, when God, when God, call, when God cleans you, okay, if you are thinking you are still, you are still dirty, it is not. See, it is the devil. So if God cleans you indeed, you should leave the cleaning room knowing that hey, I am clean. Hallelujah. So look at it because it was, it is His promise. It is not me that is promising this. Look at it again. He said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. When I do that, he said, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. And from all your idols, what do we mean by idols? Idols simply means, if, idols could mean anything. could be images, something you have exalted, something you hold so tight that it's difficult for you to let go of. And those things have been oppressing you. He said, I will clean you from those idols. Hey, I, I, I get what I'm trying to say here. He said, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Now, let me, let me show you something. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Glory to God. First Corinthians, first Corinthians, we are still going to go back to Ezekiel 36, first Corinthians and chapter 6. Glory to God. So, for example, he says, look at what we read there. He said, he will clean you with what? Clean water. Okay. And when he cleans you with clean water, what will happen to you? You shall be clean. Now, that was in Ezekiel. So, it was a promise. But, but the oppression happened when Jesus died on the cross. But look at it. First Corinthians and chapter 6. Did I say 6? Okay, chapter 6. We read from verse... Amen. First Corinthians and chapter 6. Okay. Let's do... Oh, sorry. Let's do Ephesians. Ephesians. Let's do Ephesians. Ephesians and chapter 5. Yeah. Let's do Ephesians 5. Okay. Our time. Ephesians 5, verse 25. Look at what it says there. He said, Husbands, okay, love your wife as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So, what did God do to the church? To, so, amen. He gave himself. Jesus gave himself for the. So, he gave he said, Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So, and that's why we, are, we keep saying to many folks who talks about submission and loving, you cannot explain loving and submission outside the concept of Christ. It will be abusive if you explain that. Because how did, so when you say, when you say ah, ah, husband is the head, yes. So husband is the head of the wife. How? As Christ is the head of the church. So how was Christ the head of the church? So that's what we should know. By giving himself. So how do we provide headship as a man? By giving yourself. So you don't provide headship by saying, sit down there. Hey, hey. You provide a man, the Christ provided headship. How? By giving himself, by giving his spirit. Jesus came, died for our sins, rose again on the third day. For the same body, he gave his spirit. So he gave himself. Everything he did, he did for the church. So that's why we can say he is the head of the church. How? Because he gave himself. And it is, it is normal, it is instinctive for the church to submit to the giving. So if the church is not forced. To submit to the giving. The church naturally will receive the giving because seeing somebody is... You cannot submit to punching. That is not, there's no headship in that. Am I communicating to us here? There's no headship in punching. <laughs> but that's not by the way. Ephesians 5, are we there? Where did I, go? Where did I stop? So he says, the emphasis is not husband and wife. We are looking at how to decode what? The leading of the spirit. So he says this. He says, as Christ, he said, as Christ gave himself to her... Why? That it might sanctify and cleanse her how? With the washing of water by the word. So look at it. So how does God cleanse? By the washing of water, which could be, but with the washing of water, which is what? Let's go back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Are you following me, everybody? Ezekiel, where? 36. Don't worry. We're still laying the foundation. Ezekiel 36. 
Uh, glory to God. Ezekiel. No, let's do let's do first first first. Um, we have to do that first. Um, first Corinthians, yeah. First Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Are you there? First Corinthians six nine, because it's very important before we proceed. Please, everybody should follow first Corinthians six nine. So we have read Ezekiel six, Ezekiel thirty six. He said, "I will sprinkle clean water." And what is the clean water? He said, "It is the word." Okay. So look at. Let's keep reading. So he says, Ephesians first Corinthians six. He said, do you not know, verse 9, that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor homosexual, nor sodomite, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkard, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, verse 11, are you there? Verse 11 says, and such, can we read 11 together, everybody? One, and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified name of Jesus and by the spirit of God. So look at, listen everybody. So look at, no. So he's saying that. He said, you are washed. You are sanctified, justified. How? By the spirit of God. So in other words, how is a man, how does God clean? By the spirit. The spirit is the word. We read two things. Not say, well, you know, it's water. We have to put dragonless water. Let me tell you this. See, very important. You have to understand this. Okay? There is nothing carnal. When it comes to our forgiveness on how God brings salvation to us, there is nothing kind of everything is by the spirit. If, you know, someone said, Well, you have to, you have to, you know, you know by, is it that which is born of water and of the spirit? It is born of water, not baptized of water. There are two different things. I repeat again. Listen up, everybody, listen up, everybody. Baptism of water only lasts maximum 10 seconds, or probably maximum one minute. Listen. I've said that again and I'll repeat it again. Is it, can a man do it? If anybody's interested in doing it, yes. Fine. Does it have any impact on your spirit? No. Then, except you are very, very carnal. Now, it says this very important. What John the Baptist said is, John the Baptist said, he said, I baptize you with water. But in many days, he said, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said, I, he said, John verily baptize you with water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, listen up, everybody. Listen up, everybody. Listen. This is simple. Right? This, is not, this is not the focus of the teaching, but you get the, you grab it. So I said it again. I'm going to repeat it. If you baptize, what did baptism mean? The word baptism simply means immersion. Now, you cannot immerse a man inside water more than 10 seconds or 20 seconds, except you want to commit to murder. When you put somebody inside water and press their head inside water, you, you because baptize means to immerse. So if you immerse somebody in water, you do one, you come out. You go inside again, one, two. You go to a maximum, you do that for 10 seconds or 20 seconds, and it's over. Then just mark that date. You were only, you only baptized, you only immerse just for 10 seconds. But baptism of the spirit, you are immersed in the spirit forever. You are not in the spirit and coming out. You are not in the spirit and coming out. You are not in the spirit and coming out. It is a spiritual impartation. Now, do, does that mean, oh, I don't need to do the water thing? Now, if you, the water thing is, oh, you are saying publicly, hey guys, oh, this is what I believe. I believe Jesus died like this and God rose him up. So, that's what I believed. I have believed it. I, so, because that's my point. Because, you know, just listen up. It is, we are going to go, see, Rago, see, Amen. Batumi water is different from Atlantic Ocean. It's different from Ikogosi. They have different from Bojomi water. They have different constituents. The Jordan water that John did baptism is different. So, which one will you acclaim as your root? But we have the same spirit. So, this, for example, you can be in Katangari, you can be in China, you can be in Togo, you can be anywhere. It is the same spirit. That will baptize you everywhere. You can be sure that, hey, I received the Holy Ghost. It's the same spirit that baptized me, that baptized you, that baptized. But you can But if you do Jordan water and you do Ikogosi water, now these are two different, different, different kind of water. You cannot lay claim to that. You are being carnal. So, but that's not the emphasis. Look at, let's go back there. So, how are we cleansed? Listen up, everybody. Are we together, everybody? Sorry, am I too fast? So, listen up, everybody. Listen. Let's go back to Ezekiel. Go back to Ezekiel. Are you in Ezekiel? Ezekiel, are you there? Yes. Ah, there's so much to touch. We're still laying foundation. 
Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. He said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. So when he said he will sprinkle clean water, what does he mean? The spirit. Thank you. So when he said I will sprinkle clean water, he's saying the spirit. Look at it. Let's keep it. You will see what we got now. So it means that by the spirit, you will be sanctified. You'll be justified. You'll be cleansed. Because we read it from 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9. He said, but you are washed by the, in the name of Jesus by the Spirit. So it is his Spirit. Listen, let's keep reading. Are we together here? Yeah. So verse, verse 26. I will give you a new heart. I will put my Spirit within you. Amen. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27. Man. 27 is lovely. What did he say? He said, I will put my spirit within you. Now, listen, listen. Everybody. He said, listen, everybody, listen, listen, listen. Don't lose this. He said, I will put my spirit. Who is putting the spirit? Oh. He is a promise by him. He said, hey, I will cleanse you. And how is he going to do the cleansing? By his spirit. So he said, I will put my spirit within you. And when his spirit is within you, what will happen? He said, and we cause you to walk in my status. So, and what? And you shall keep my judgment and do them. So, this is this. This is what it means. Listen to everybody. It means that when a man has believed the gospel, he receives the spirit. So, by the spirit, he is cleansed, he is justified, he is sanctified, and by the same spirit, he is cursed to walk in his status. So, in other words, listen up, everybody. As we sit here, if you have believed the gospel, you have the spirit. Listen, okay, First Corinthians. Amen. We are still laying foundations. We have not even started. First Corinthians, are you there? First Corinthians and chapter 12. First Corinthians, amen. I love the Lord. First Corinthians and chapter 12. He says this, he says, now concerning spiritual Amen. Are you there? First Corinthians chapter 12. He said, now concerning spiritual. The word gift is in italics. In King James. It means it's not in the original. So when he said, now concerning spiritual, he's saying that concerning spiritual things, spiritual gift, spiritual, anything spiritual, it's not only a gift alone, but anything spiritual. If you have a King James, if you have King James version, it is italized. Is it not? Do you see that in your Bible? <laughs> so it's not in the original. It was added, King James added that. That's why you put it Alice. So that in your study, you'll be careful to know that, okay, but is it bad? No. Okay, it's not bad, but in our own understanding. Okay, let's keep it, let's keep it. He said, now concerning spiritual, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, what does it mean to be ignorant? Now, let's see, there are two kinds of ignorance. Listen, everybody. There are two kinds of ignorance. There are ignorance that happens because you don't have knowledge. Knowledge is not available. So you are blind. To the fact that such oppression exists. Now, there's another ignorance. That one is dangerous. That one is there is knowledge, absolute accurate knowledge is presented to you, but you choose to ignore it. So it is called ignorance. Ignore. So you are aware. The Corinthian church were aware. So he told them, I do not want you to ignore this. You know, somebody, you may see somebody, ah, it's possible for somebody to greet you and you ignore the person. You will know that this person is present. But you ignore the person. That's what we are talking about here. This is the kind of ignorance. This ignorance is that there is this oppression is available, but they chose. Okay, let's keep reading because of time. He said, Amen. He said, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto this dumb by us, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a cost. And that no man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. So in need, this is what it means. That anyone who has believed the gospel, when, you, when, the, when, when the gospel is preached to you, the news, when, when, when we tell you, when you hear that Jesus died for your sins, immediately you believe the Spirit of God. Is re you receive the Spirit of God. And when you receive the Spirit of God, you receive the washing, the cleansing that he promised. Are we together here? Amen. So, if you have believed the gospel, then you have received the spirit. The spirit is in you. Say, so the spirit is in me. 
So you have to understand that. That because you are a, because you believe the gospel, the spirit is in you. As I speak to you, everyone seated there, if you have believed the gospel, I am assured that yes, indeed, the spirit is in you. I don't see myself as super, extra, more spirit, uh, you know, spiritual than you. No, you are also have you also have the spirit. So I'm talking to believers, individuals who have the spirit. And if you indeed you have the spirit, okay, then it will mean that you have the ability to make the God has made as installing you the ability to cause you to walk in his status and to know his judgment and to do them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, ah, hey, Pastor, hey, uh, who, I want to know who, who would I marry? Hey. I mean, that what is the spirit saying? So someone comes to you and says, ah, this, the spirit is telling me that this person is not your husband. <laughs> Amen. Now, listen, listen. We're going to touch that today. Amen. We're going to touch that today. He said, hey, you know, I have to go and, and the spirit is in you. Oh, okay, some of you've got to believe that. Amen. The spirit of God. How is the spirit of God in you? Because you believe the gospel. You, so, what did Jesus say? What did God say in, in Ezekiel? He said, I will cleanse you. How will he cleanse you? With water. He said, I will sprinkle clean water. Okay, and by sprinkling clean water, what does it mean? He said, by spirit, I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my ways. In my status. That is what happened to So, look at the Proverbs. Proverbs. Hallelujah. See, I've got the spirit of God in me. You know, you know why you've got the Spirit of God? Because you believe the gospel. But pastor, I cannot feel electric impulse. Yes, you believe the gospel by faith. By faith, the Spirit is in you. You don't need to feel electric impulse. It's by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the gospel of Jesus. That is the good news. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus died for our sins and that God rose him from the dead. That is the good news. It's the news. I told us. It's the news. It is something that happened. It's not something that will happen. That Jesus is coming back again is not a good news. Okay, that's so hard. Is Jesus coming back again? Yes. Jesus is coming back again. But that Jesus is coming back again is not a news. It has not happened yet. That's what I'm trying to say here. So news is something that has happened. So they say breaking news. Oh, the bandits, this, 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 they have done it. Breaking news. The president has signed the budget. Breaking news. News is what has happened. When Jesus rose from the dead, he told them, go and till preach the gospel to everybody. What gospel? About his first coming. That he died, he was buried, rose again by the spirit of God. That is the good news. So what are we to tell people? Is the good news. Am I saying Jesus is not coming back again? No. I won't say that. But, but before, before you even expect the second coming of Jesus, you must believe the good news. You, you have to believe the good news. You, can, you don't just jump primary 6 and SS3 and just jump to university. Are you going to try to say, yeah, Jesus is coming back again? Yes. But how? See, Jesus died for my sins, for your sins, rose again on the third day. By you believing, then the Spirit of God is in you. Your heart is sprinkled with clean water. By the Spirit of God, you are washed, you are cleansed. Look at Proverbs 20, Proverbs 20, 27. Amen. Don't forget, we are looking at how to decode the leading of the Spirit. So, for example, we read now, he said, I will cause you to walk in my status. So, how do I decode when God is putting an impression in my spirit? So, there are so many ways that God speaks to us. So many ways. For example, one, God speaks through his word. Everybody. But, we are going to, but the one we are looking at today the one that we are looking at today, the next few minutes, we are looking at the inward witness. And how to follow the inward... You know, remember I said now that the Spirit of God is where? You remember the Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Not the hotel, but temple. Because in hotel, you check in and check out. He said it's the dwelling place. It's temple. God lives here. Hallelujah. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God lives in you. The Spirit of God is in you. It's in you as much as it's in me. It's not in me more than it's in you. Amen. Don't say, well, you know, ah, you know, he's a pastor. He's Jim Jim. No, see, listen, see. The Spirit of God is in you. 
The Spirit of God is in me. Look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, if you believe the gospel, the Spirit of God is in you. He is in you. So, now, now, we, we, what did I say we should open? Proverbs. Proverbs 20, 27. Look at that. It says, the spirit of man is the lamb, is the candle, New King James said, lamb of the Lord. He said, what does it do? Searching all the inward part of the belly or of his heart. So, look here. <laughs> so, he says, the, so look at that. He said, I will put the spirit within you. And he's saying that the spirit that is putting in you is the candle of the Lord. And when the, so what do you do to a candle? So say just by implication, okay, a lamp or a candle. If the room is dark and you're looking for a coin or for way out of the room, if you can get the candle lit, okay, then what happened? Then you will be able to see clearly. You know what you are looking for. Oh, this is where the coin is. Oh, this is where, this is where the door is. Especially if there are so many doors. And one leads to the toilet. One leads to the room. And you are there for the first time. One leads to this. One leads to this. One leads. There are several doors. So you need the light on to be able to see clearly. So he's saying that the spirit, amen, the spirit of the Lord is the, can the spirit of a man. Is that what he says? Huh? He said the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. So don't forget what he said. He said I will put the spirit within him. What does he, what is he trying to do there? He's trying to light his heart. Okay, look at this. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. Uh, Ephesians. Oh, I, mean, I mean, this is some wonderful stuff. I mean, and it's going to bless your heart. Ephesians 4. Are you there? Ephesians 4, verse, um, okay, verse 17. Look at what it says. He said, this I say therefore, and testify in the Lord. Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 17. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. How are they walking? In the futility of their mind, the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. So it means that an unbeliever, those who have not received Jesus, they, why, are we, why did they conclude that there is a blindness in their heart? Because they are alienated from the life of God. So what the life? So it is the receiving of Jesus, the spirit of God, that lights up, that lights up the heart. Look at it, 1 Corinthians. Uh, amen, 2 Corinthians 3. We'll, we'll, we'll jump to, you know, because it's a long series. So we're not going to rush too many things. Hallelujah. For Second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4, he says this. Second Corinthians 4, he says, verse 4, he says, uh, verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the image of God, should shine what? In their heart. Are you following everybody? Verse 6. John to 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. And who has shown in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So, it means this. Hallelujah. It means that anyone who has not received, who has not received Jesus, their heart is darkened. Okay? By darkening is their ignorance to the leading of the Spirit. So, he's saying this, that through the knowledge of the glory of Jesus, of God, in the face of Jesus, when a man sees the knowledge of the glory of God as it is represented in the face of Jesus, what he did on the cross, his burial resurrection, he said there's a lightning. So they are lighting up in their spirit. So the light that commanded, God commanded light to shine out of darkness. He says he will shine in our hearts. The knowledge, the light of the glory of the glory of God. So listen up. So what we are saying is, he said the spirit of man, is the candle of the Lord. How is he going to light it up? By the gospel, by the life of the spirit, by the spirit, by the life of God. He lights up our spirit. I'm going somewhere. So in our spirit, there is the leading of the spirit. Say, I have the leading of the spirit. Now, we move to the next stage. Amen. 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 Say, I'm born of God. Born. Say, I have the leading of the spirit. The of the spirit. Look at, remember what he said earlier. He said, I will cause you to walk in my status, you will do my judgment. He said, you will know my judgment and do them. Now, let us do something here. I want to show you something. So, there is something we call the inward witness. Every believer has what we call the inward witness. Every believer. You know, some people come and say, ah, 
the Spirit of God is telling me, what, how did they know? I remember those times when we were in church, you know, in our parish then. Uh, my, my zona pastor, anytime they say, ah, the Spirit of God is here and everything, and the Spirit of God has said something, after service, I'll go and meet pastor. I said, how did you know that the Spirit of God has said this? How? And, and God's so good. He's an awesome zona pastor. He will sit me down, explain, he introduced me, mention the Kenneth again. He did all those things. I was like, ah. Some of them were ambiguous. I didn't understand. But it was later, years after, that I began to understand better. Hallelujah. Now, look here. Uh, let's start from... So, there's what we call the inward witness. So, the inward witness is that what is in you, the Spirit of God in you, is witnessing, is giving attestation to certain direction. So, we call it inward witness. Don't forget we read now. He said, the Spirit of man is a candle what? What will he do? Searching all the inward part of the belly. So, listen, 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 listen. Don't get lost here, okay? So, the spirit, so what will you do? You will search. In those days, they call it belly because they knew that within, there is something within. They would have said brain. But they said there's something within. So, he will search everything that is within. It's a candle of the Lord, but it's going to light whatever is within. Of course, not intestine. Not the GI. But he said, what he's trying to say is that there are certain deep, deep, deep thoughts. Areas in, man's, in a man's life, okay, that needed to be searched. Both in his brain, in his mind, everywhere that needed to be searched. So he's saying that the spirit of man is a candle. When it is lit, it will search everywhere. Now, by searching everywhere, so listen, listen, listen. So after searching, what you will do as a believer, what you will do, as a believer who has the spirit of God, after searching, then you will now bring from your search data, data, data. Someone say data. You bring data or data. You bring data or data, okay? You bring components of your search. You bring them together and you now use those components to make decisions. We are going to see it in the Bibles, now, in Acts. That's why we're, we will see it in Acts. I repeat again, what is the inward witness? You know, sometimes, some people say, ah, the Spirit of God is telling me that inward witness is common to all believers. Most of the time when somebody tells, oh, the Spirit of God is saying, it is the inward witness. Not in, most of the time, it's inward witness. Very scarce, you see, oh, that you see the audible voice. Very, very scarce. But it happens. Amen. But there is something that you have always, constantly. You, as I seated here, you have the Spirit of God in you. Because you have the Spirit of God in you, then it means you have the inward witness. Because it's the witness of the Spirit. The Spirit will have the Spirit witness. So, okay. All right. Let's, let's do mm, 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 mm. act. Amen. So, we are going to dwell in act. It is from this act that I will round up. So, but we will we'll read a lot of places in the act. In act. Let, let's start from let's start from Act 13. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes, sir. We are starting from where? Act 13. Okay, in Act 13. Now, follow, please. Everybody follow. Hey, John, turn along. I'm begging you. Follow. Read it. Read. Read it. Okay? So, Act 13. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, one, Simeon, two. Lucius, three. Manian, four. And what? And who again? Saul. Which were what? Five. How many people were there? I repeat again. We're reading Acts chapter 13. How many people were here? Look at it. So these guys were there. In verse 2, it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, their only spirit said. Now, listen up, everybody. How many people were there? So it is not as if while the five people were fasting and praying that the, uh, there was an articulated audible voice from the clouds or from the room where they were sitting or maybe something, oh, hey, hey, guys, hey, 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 separate me, Paul. You know, you know, because there were five people there, right? Now, listen up, everybody. Where is God? Where is the spirit of God? You, I want to, because I want you to be an intelligent believer. 
so that you are not tossed to and fro like the dealing, like Gogoshu. You are not Gogoshu. But that's what happened to many people. They're like, ha, ha, hey, hey, hey. See, no, it's not, it's not big deal. The big deal is the word of God. I will repeat, you will get something very soon. Now, now, how many people were here? Now, he said, the Holy Ghost said, we will compare, we will see it. Let, why did I go? He said, the Holy Ghost said, what? For the work for which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, and they what? So, who sent them away? So, listen. No, not five. It's three. So, listen. So, there were, there were, there were three, five people there. Then, Holy Ghost said, separately, Paul and Barnabas, how did the Holy Ghost say? It is, must be true that three. Out of, from the three people, one of them, okay, or two of them, or three of them, would have the impression in the spirit that we call the inward witness. And they will now give utterance to it. Now, in giving utterance to you, we will see something now. We are just starting, okay? We will still come back here. In giving utterance to it, they now said, that separate people and Barnabas for the work that I have sent them. And they sent them, they laid us on them, on the two, and they sent them away. Who sent them away? Three people. Three people sent them away. So, but look at verse 4. It says, so be sent away, how? Who sent them away? Now, in the previous verse, who sent them away? The three people. So, but the next verse said, it was what? No worry, we were still going. We will come back here very soon. We will still come back there. Listen, no, no we'll come back there. Are you following everybody? Yes, I hope this is not, I hope I'm not too fast. I'm trying my best to make it simple. Okay? I will try. So what we are looking at is how to be led by the Spirit of God. How the Spirit of God leads us. How do we know that the Spirit of God is saying something? And how do we function and act on what the Spirit of God is saying? In Acts 16, look at it. In Acts 16, are you there? Go there quickly. Go to our time. Acts 16. Oh, man, time is fast spent. Hallelujah. Acts 16, 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia, so who had gone through Phrygia? The disciples, the apostles, okay? The believers. He said, when they had gone through Phrygia, the region of Galatia, they were forbidden. Did you see that? Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, look here, everybody. Look here, everybody. These guys were readily, were ready to preach. They were going from city to city to preach. They had gone to Galatia, Phrygia. Now, they were, because they are very ready. They are not lazy people. So, they were about to go to another city. He said they were forbidden. The word forbidden here, it means that they were, they were stopped. They were prevented. They were hindered. It means that this, this is very important. Who is in that, who hindered them? And how would, the, how, how would you have thought the Spirit would have hindered them? The Spirit hindered them inwardly. So it's like, say, for example, they are about to go to what? To this, to Asia. And there was a resistance, a notch in their spirit. So there was a searching in their spirit. Because they had the revelation of Jesus, there's light in them as, as much as it is in you. And they knew that, ah, going to Asia will not work. We are, we don't worry. We'll, we'll see something now. Don't worry. We're still waiting. So look at that. What did we see here? That they were doing, they were what? Are we together, everybody? What happened to them here? They were what? Forbidden. Ah, I'll finish this one. I have 10 minutes. Okay? Ah, I cannot live here. Glory to God. I have 10 minutes. Because this place, that I have, if I live here, ah, it will be, be dangerous. So we have to understand it. Okay? Praise God. Amen. What happened to them? They were what? Now, and after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to where? Bithynia. But the Spirit did not permit them. So how did the Spirit, how is it not permitted them? It's through the inward witness. Look at let, let, let me, you will see something. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, can we go to, look, let's jump to 18, Act 18. Act 18, are you there? Act in chapter 18. Act in chapter 18. Now, so, Acts 18, verse 5. When Silas and Timothy had come to Macedonia. Amen. Oh, God. Okay. 17. 17. Are you there? 17, 16. 
He said, now why Paul waited for them at Athens? 17.16. Why he waited for them at Athens? What happened to his spirit? His spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given to what? Idols. So when, listen everybody, Peter was in, Paul was in Athens. He saw that the city were given to idols. He was provoked in the spirit. It's the same spirit that forbade them. He was provoked by the same spirit. Listen again, okay, let's jump to the same 18. You catch everything now. 18, are you there? 18 verse 5. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia. So the guy was still at Athens. Okay. Okay. From Athens. Okay. He went to Corinthians. And he said, verse 5. And when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul what? Was compelled by the Spirit. How was it? The word compelled there means he was pressed by the Spirit. Another version says he was pressed. In his spirit. This is what we call inward witness. Listen up everybody. How was he pressed? Ah, huh. Amen. Amen. How was Paul pressed? It's simple. He was there before. But when Silas and what? Timothy arrived. He was compelled in the spirit to preach the gospel. To testify to the Jews that Jesus is Christ. Now listen. He has been there before. He's been there for days. For weeks. Talking to them every Sabbath. But immediately Paul, I mean... Silas and Timothy came. Their coming compelled him the more in the spirit. So listen. So by the by the by the are we following everybody? By the impression. So there was an impression in the spirit. So how will Paul conclude it? Paul would have said that the spirit of God is telling me to preach in what the gospel to the Jews. Okay. Amen. Some of us are still looking at me like, what's the pastor saying? Act 20. Act 2020. Act 2022. Act 2022. Are you there? If you're there, say Jesus is Lord. Act 2022. Look at it again. And seeing now, I go bound in the spirit to what? Not knowing the things that we happen to me there. So Paul is talking, listen. Paul is listening, listen. Paul is talking to them. He says, say, I go bound in the spirit. So the same thing, he said he go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. So in other words, there is an inward impression that is connected to Jerusalem. So it was an inward impression. The same thing we had called earlier that they were forbidden. The same thing that we had called earlier that they were hindered. The same thing that we had called earlier that it was provoked. But now he's saying, I am bound by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. Now, listen up, everybody. He said, not knowing what will be for me. And this is the problem I have with many people. Paul said here, this is Apostle Paul. He said that he's bound in the spirit. In other words, he knew in his spirit that he needs to go to Jerusalem. So if Paul is going to give utterance to the impression in his spirit, what would he have said? He would have said, the spirit is telling me to go to Jerusalem. But he did not know the details because he said, not knowing. Some of you want to have the details. So when you get there, I will see a, blue, a lady with blue shirt, sit down. When they come down, then there will be praise and worship. Then after praise and worship, they will greet me, welcome. No, Paul said, I don't know, no. So by inward witness, you don't need to know the full details. But you just know that, hey, I should not be here. And you can give utterance to it and say, ah, the spirit is saying so the same thing, the three guys were standing, the five guys were praying. There was inward impression that, ah, there's a work that God has set you apart. Paul and Silas. The Spirit is saying, we should lay hands on you and send you forth. They don't know the other details. Did you get something here? Look at it again. Look at that place again. Act 2022. 20, he said, and see now, I go bound in the Spirit of Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Except that the Holy Spirit testify in every city, saying that chains and tribulation await me. And let me tell you this, because I'm going to shock some of us here. You know, because some of us, some people have, you know, they have issues. Amen. But you don't have issues in Jesus' name. Now, look at it. Look at it. Let me, let me show you something. Uh, an act. Amen. Ah, oh, Lord. No, I will finish this part. I'll finish that. Amen. Praise God. Are we together? Okay. Act and chapter 21. Are you there? Don't forget what we read earlier. Paul said he is bound in the spirit to he said every city that he went to he said they are telling him that what? That troubles are waiting there. <laughs> but look at Act 21. Act 21 verse 4. 
So while they were traveling around, in verse 4, they went to a city. He said, I'm finding disciples. He said, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul, through the Spirit, not to go up to Jerusalem. (laughs) Did you read that? Did I write it? You know, let me tell you what that means. It means that when Paul got to that place, believers were gathered. They had an impression too that ah, something strange is going to happen to this guy in Jerusalem. But when they gave him, so by their own searching, they now brought out their own conclusion and said, ah, ah, this is what the Lord is saying. Don't go. So are you going to try to say, yeah, the impression may be valid, but their conclusion is wrong. So I'm telling you how to follow. Did that? What the Paul said, Paul said, look at it, read verse 5 and verse 4 again. I'm finding disciples. We stayed there seven days. They told Paul through their spirit. So in other words, they must have said to Paul, Thus share the Lord of hosts. The spirit of God is saying, don't go to Jerusalem. Some of you are shocked. You are quiet. We are literally out to follow the impression. What I'm trying to say is that there is what we call the impression of the spirit. When, see, and you must learn to engage. If you are the one that always seclude yourself, you will not always enjoy that impression. You must engage. So if you are given to preaching, you are given to business, you are interacting with people, there will be an, and you pray daily, there will be an impression. So you now conclude based on the impression. Ah, there is something about this. I, I, I should not go. I should not go. Now, so different people have different impressions. The, the impression they had is that, ah, now that's what they had in their spirit that there is war and terror and tribulation in front. It's an impression. It's not like a, it's not like an audible articulated voice that says, hey, hey, hey tell Paul that, hey, Ogunbewaju. No, they just had an impression that, ah, if we go to this country, we will not prosper. Or, no, or better still, if we go to this country, there will be famine. We may struggle for days. So by, we may struggle for days. So that's an impression. So they will now conclude that, ah, it means we should not go. So by them giving utterance to it, they will now say, the Spirit said. So that is the reason why, okay, when there is an impression in your spirit, it is very important that you allow confirmations from other believers. Are you, are you following me, everybody here? He's not a ha. Ah, the spirit of God is telling me. The spirit of God is you have to be. It has different people are going to witness it. Paul said this. Paul said, save that in every city. He said, the only thing is, I don't know, but everybody has said that affliction awaits me there. Ah. Give me five minutes more. Amen. Just five minutes. And I thought we are going to pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost. But see, this is what I'm trying to say is this. You have have to understand it. That it is your responsibility as a believer through the study of the word and prayers daily to learn how to take information and make conclusions from it. Now, in your conclusion, that's that's the issue there. Paul said, I am bound by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't care what they are saying. And yes, somebody is coming to Paul. (laughs) He's saying, don't go by the spirit. (laughs) And Paul is saying, I'm bound by the spirit to go. I said, ah, Spirit is the spirit is it too? Spirit is not too. What you have is impression. You have an impression. I have an impression. It is you. Are you see? Let me tell you something. As I'm giving, as I'm preaching to you, am I speaking French? Why? Because I'm speaking to you by the spirit. But yet I'm speaking English. I would not have. I would, there's no way I could speak French because I never learned French. In other words, in, dis, in disseminating the counsel of God, your element is there. You must know this. You cannot remove your own element. You cannot give prophecy in French when you never taught French. So why am I giving prophecy in English? To tell you normally that in my own conclusion, in, in delivering my conclusion, my element is there. Are you going to try to say, for example, if you don't like something, don't, you just begin to, you see that's why some people, they even in deliver, that's why when people give me prophecy most of the time, what I do is, okay, I receive, I don't despise prophecy. I receive and I filter. Ah, there's an element. This one, this element. This is the element of this person. Yeah. This is what the word is saying. So I use the word of God to be the central point of judgment. So it's like, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. This teaching is not going to end today. It's going to span for this entire month. But what I'm doing now, I'm laying foundation. We are, next week, we are going to look again at the how to follow. Let me show you something. Where did I say we should stop? Okay, okay, sorry. Act 
27, and I'm ending in Acts 27. I promise I will not go beyond Acts 27. Protocol, forgive me. Act 27, okay? Act 27. Look at it. In Act 27, so they were, they were, Paul was with them as a prisoner on the ship. Look at what happened on the sea. Look at Act 27, verse 10. So, from verse 9, he said, Now, when much time I'm being, when much time had been spent, sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over. Paul advised them, saying, Men, listen, everybody, Paul stood up, Men, I perceive. I what? That's the, so the same way, that word that they say, I perceive, is the same thing that they were forbidding in that. It was an impression. They perceive. So, not, so some people will give utterance to it and say, God is saying. So some will not give utterance to it. They will say, so by giving utterance, you can say, I perceive. It's a safer way. I perceive by the Spirit that, hey, we should not proceed with this program. <laughs> I hear I'm trying to say, I perceive. So it's your perception. And the fact that, for example, what are you going to gain from it? What are you going to gain from the leading of God? The only thing that you will gain from the leading of God, I repeat again, listen to me carefully today. The only thing that you will gain from the leading of God is that you are led by God. The fact that you are led by God does not mean you are, you are trying to avoid danger. Because Paul was led. He said, I'm bound by the Spirit to go there. It does not mean that when he gets to Jerusalem, everything is going to be, oh, rosy. You know, they're going to say, wow, what a wonderful man. They beat him. One not just in that is like, yeah. He said, they beat him. They dealt with him. By the leading of the Spirit, he was bound. But believers are saying, do you know Paul could have said, I'm not going. And if he decided not to go, would it have been right or wrong? It would have been right. Because the other believers are saying, ah, Ogumbo. So Paul, but Paul too. Okay, let's keep it. Sorry, because of time. This one. Amen. Because we have to live here by. Okay. So he said, he said, men, what? I perceive that this voyage, what? We end in disaster and much lot. Not, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. So what, how is Paul perceiving it? He's perceiving it by the Spirit. And is he right? Yes. So, as at that time, listen, as at that time, Paul stood up. He said, man, I perceive. Where is he perceiving from? From his spirit. In fact, the next verse, okay, the next verse, when they continue sailing, the Bible says, verse 13, he said, when the south wind blew softly. So then when they start sailing, the south wind blew softly. It looked like nothing's going to happen. But when you jump to verse, hallelujah, verse 14, he says, but not long after, a tempest Head wind arose called Eroclidon. Now, verse 21. So they started losing many things. They started losing many things. In verse 21, Paul, after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me. So if they had listened to him, what wouldn't have happened? They wouldn't have lost anything. You should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and he caught this disaster and loss. Now, I now indulge you to take art. For there will be what? For there will be what? For there will be what? What did he tell them before? That there will be loss of life. So why did he now change his conclusion? So that's what I'm saying. The spirit said, well, the spirit said, okay, I, I hope this I hope you are getting something here. Yeah. I hope you are getting something. We are talking about inward witness. The guy perceived that there will be loss of life. Indeed. But he intervened. He said this, he said in the night. He said while he was praying, he said an angel appeared to him and told him, he said this, 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 he said there won't be lots of life. So he now make a conclusion now. A new conclusion. Are you going to say? By what the vision is all. So the conclusion can change. That's what I'm saying. So the, I, I repeat again, come and carry my Bible. The inward witness, see, the impression can change. The what? The impression can change. What will change the impression? The state of things. The state of things. When men come to repentance, the impression will change. Ah, lots of this. Amen. Are we going to say, yeah? When, see, you can, it's possible for you that you want to travel. I remember when I was in, ah, man, ah, you cannot be in Nigeria and not have several impressions. <laughs> Amen. I had several impressions, man. As in, I decided to go to a place. Oh, yeah. I had, you know, I had, I'm far to go. But there was an impression in my spirit not to go. And then 
Everybody, like two or three persons, also gave impressions once ago. I said, I'm not going. So it's not as if I now say, okay, <laughs> I got the angel of God in me. I have the anointing of God in me. This is, there's a leading now. There's an impression in the spirit that should not go. It does not mean that I will have accidents. I don't know the details. I don't need to know the details. It may not mean that I have accidents. It may mean that what I'm going to do, I may suffer certain... Are you what I'm trying to say? It does not mean that I have accidents. I'm saying that learn to follow the lineage of the spirit. It's in you. You have it. It's, as I talked to all of us, all of us have it. All of us. Sometimes you're praying. I'll give another one down around up. We were praying in my house one time. In this place, I was having... Uh, I was watching TV. No, I was watching Mr. Bean. I cannot forget. One night, I was watching Mr. Bean. And suddenly... I had a strong impression in my spirit that I don't know what it was. You, it don't must, it's not a must, you must know every details. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it was something very dangerous. It was so strong. I started praying in tongues. The more I began to pray in tongues, the body and impression increased. It was so strong. Then I called the church. They were having concerts, having rehearsal then. You know, I called the choir. I said, please pray. I called ministers. Pray. Please join me. Just pray. They said, about what? Just pray. I don't know what it is. Just pray. And people began to pray. They prayed. And after praying, I prayed for like one hour more. Then the body relieves. Then I slept off. It was around one, late in the night. The next day, next morning, in the morning, they called me from home that my dad, my dad died. That he, you know, he collapsed. He, you know, he, was, he was gone. But at that period, they said he died in the night. At that period was when I had an impression in my spirit there. Everybody was having impression. We prayed. We interceded. We prayed. We prayed. One way or the other, for whichever reasons, God brought him back from life. And it is an impression. I did not know. It was later that they were telling me, oh, okay. And I said, oh, okay, maybe that's what it was for. It does not mean that you must know what it's for. Everything is for. If you have impression in your spirit, just follow. Are you going to just follow? You want to do a business. There's an impression in your spirit. Don't do it. I remember somebody once tried to set Pastor Kojoyemade up. They wanted to swindle him. They are supposed to go and sign a contract for a hall. He had an impression in his spirit he should not go. And he did not go. And you can give utterance to it and say, the spirit is telling me that I should not go. But why the spirit is telling you, okay? If you are praying, let's say you just start praying in tongues. And the people there now change their mind. That they are not setting you up again. The spirit can now tell you again, Go. You can first say, it doesn't mean that you didn't have me not to go. Oh, it's fine. I will not go. What if there's a repentance in your uh, this guy, Jonah, go to the city? He said, You will die, you will die, you will die. And the city cried unto God. They said, Hey, and God said, Go back. That they will not die. He said, No. I have told them they will die. It is not about you. The impression of the spirit, both audible can change based on the state of matters of people there. Did you get something here today? We will continue next week because we must learn. I want all of us to learn, to know how to be led by the Spirit. It's not a big deal. When somebody comes to church or one of the ministers say, oh, the Spirit of God is telling me that there's someone here. Who is his impression? It's not, see, there's one in a cloud. Hey, Minister Joel, Minister yeah, tell them. Tell them, tell them, tell my people. Go and read about Urim and Tumim. In the Old Testament, they used to cast die, even to know the leading. They cast up. Do you want us to go? And now, you have the Spirit of God in you. You have the Spirit. As you are leaving this place today, the Spirit of God is in you. Sometimes you want to watch the movie. The movie is corrupt. The Spirit of God will tell you, don't watch this movie. Sometimes the Spirit of God will tell you, read this book. The Spirit of God is with you. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit of God is with you. Say this to me. Say the Spirit of God is with me. Say the Spirit of God is with me. Say the Spirit. See, let me tell you something. Even if you are not Jim Jim, you call Jim Jim. I know the Spirit of God is in you. Hallelujah. When I say, when somebody comes to tell you, to ayad you by the Spirit, make sure you confirm it. It cannot only be from one person. He's always say, well, hey, they are telling me, you should not marry that guy. Uh-uh. Have you known by, your, by the Spirit? It may be that the pastor does not like slim girl. And he sees you come with a slim girl. So the pastor has an impression that something, a danger is going to happen in your marriage, early in the marriage. But in his conclusion, he said, no, I think you should not marry slim girl. But it may be right that probably I have an impression that, ah, in the first year of your marriage, there may be a little challenge. But he didn't know. He just knew that he perceived his spirit. Ah, can you come? there's something wrong somewhere. So his own conclusion, that, ah, <laughs> just said the Lord of Almighty that you, 
It does not work like that. We must get confirmation everywhere. Left, right, center. That's how it works. Don't be gogoshu. Don't be a fool. Be an intelligent... I cannot pastor you and be... You'll be a dundee. You're so possible. Yeah, I cannot be your pastor and you'll be a dundee. Not, somebody comes to me, say the spirit... I remember those times in... You know, amen. Somebody comes to me, say the spirit... That's then, those days in Lautec. I started laughing. I don't want to say it. I'll say it some other time. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We have your leading. In the name of Jesus. Say, I've got the leading of the spirit. Thank him for the leading. That he has given you his spirit. Thank him. Thank him. That he has given you his spirit. He's leading. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. In Jesus' name we pray. While we were praying, while we were doing worship in the beginning, I had an impression in my spirit. Why were we worshiping? I had an impression in my spirit for some persons who had given, who had labored, who had served, who had given. Who, I mean, not necessarily given, but they have labored. They've labored and they've not gotten results, necessary results. That's the impression I had in my spirit. But I'm giving utterance to it that there will be a reward in this season in the name of Jesus. That there will be a reward of that which you have labored for. It could be, it may be your family, but there's a yesterday, yes, there's years of years of labor, and there has not been reward. There has not been corresponding reward. This is your season of reward in the name of Jesus. This is your season of reward in the name of Jesus. It could be certain investment, certain things that you have done. You have given yourself your worth. You have given money, finances, and other things. It's your season of reward in the name of Jesus. It's your season of rewards in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God.